Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Do you ever wish that you had a nutrition coach in your pocket? If so, this episode is for you. My guest, Michelle Fox, is a culinary nutritionist and her superpower is breaking down the complicated health topics into bite-sized pieces that are really designed to get us the results we desire and deserve. Listen in to our conversation to be inspired and get ready to have a plan so that you can feel refueled and be the best mom you can possibly be. Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and today I'm so excited to invite on culinary nutritionist Michelle Fox. Welcome, Michelle, to the show. Thank you, Isabel. It is so wonderful to be here. It's so wonderful to have you. This is a conversation I am just like on the edge of my seat to have, so I want to dive right in. But before we do that, Michelle, please tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, uh, where you find yourself on this motherhood journey. And also, I'd love to ask you, what does empowerment mean to you? I know that's a lot of questions right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, human nature, anytime somebody asks you a question, it's it's just feels really good. It's like, what? You're, you're paying mm-hmm. attention to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think especially as mothers, right? Because we're so used to giving and giving and pouring into our children and pouring into our partners and pouring into our friends. We don't always get that pouring in back. And so thank mm-hmm. you for all of these questions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than happy to jump in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I am a culinary nutritionist and I help busy professionals get more nutrition in their bodies And I teach people how to have more fun in their home kitchens. What I love about the work that I do is really sharing with women, specifically mamas who can tend to wear so many hats. I really try to break down simple habits that we can start with, like even today, which I'm actually really excited with you to jump in and and hopefully give some nuggets and some tools to your community. But it truly is my goal to help nutrition be fun and to be easy. And so with that, I am a mama of three children. I almost said babies. I I think they're always going to be babies in my heart. (laughs) 
But I have a 16-year-old daughter. My husband also has a 16-year-old daughter. And then he has a 12-year-old son. And so we are hashtag blended family, which brings a lot of beauty and a lot of pain. I will be honest. I've, I've been open with our, our journey. Um, but I'm so grateful for this journey. And then the third question, what does empowerment mean to me? It absolutely means when I can wake up knowing that I have control over my health. I truly feel like that's a beautiful foundation for my destiny that day, that moment, that week. So empowerment to me means knowing that I have all that I need to move forward. I love that word foundation too, Mm. especially when we talk about starting our day. Uh, like having a foundation that we're like jumping off from. Yeah, I love that definition. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Okay, so speaking of foundation, let us know how we can create this foundation for ourselves and for our family using a meal plan. Like what is a meal plan? Um, And like, what's the foundational habit that we need to create around it? Mm, thank you for tying those two together. This is actually literally the first moment that I could hear that and see that, oh, yeah, I guess I just naturally do that. I do, yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yes, meal planning, meal planning, meal planning. I cannot stress it enough. And before I jump in too much, I want to just say alert. This is not the same as budgeting. Like I think sometimes people mm-hmm. hear the word budget or meal plan and they're like, you know, that's mm-hmm. too much work or I'm already at capacity, Michelle. You're asking me to do one more thing. And truthfully, Isabel, meal planning is going to set you up for so much success during your week. And so in all of my group coaching programs, that is our foundational step that we always begin with is learning how to meal plan, because I promise if you schedule and protect, protect with a capital P, if you Mm -hmm. schedule and protect 30 minutes, just 30 minutes a week, that's going to save you up to six hours during the week and also could save you and most likely will save you a whole lot of money. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So why do people not meal plan if it just takes 30 minutes. Like, why is it so hard for us? Yes, it is because as mamas, we are stretched so thin. There are so many responsibilities on our plate. I will share with you, my community tends to be women between 45 and 55. And so we're in the middle. We're typically taking care of children while we're also taking care of aging parents while we Also, some of us, obviously not all of us, but have partners who we're taking care of as well. And so there's just not a lot of time for me time and us time. Um, And so I feel like when you hear the word meal planning, it sounds like, okay, that's one more thing to do. But like I said, I promise you, if you can, and actually, I would love to give that homework or that uh, call to action to your community right now, like pause this podcast Mm -hmm. and sincerely, like look for a time on your calendar, whether it's, you know, 8am every Sunday morning, you're going to sit down for just 30 minutes, you know, get in the comfy chair, play the lovely music, have a tasty beverage by your side and tell your brain, it's going to be fun. And so 
You can, of course, grab your free template at michellefox.com forward slash planner. But even if you don't want to do that, grab your blank sheet of paper, grab a pen, mark, you know, Monday through Sunday. And I want you to look at the activities that you have coming down the pike that week that will influence your cooking in the evening or your breakfast or your lunch. And what I said earlier was to protect with a capital P. When you're sitting down for those 30 minutes, I want the dog to be on notice. I want the children to be on notice. Mm -hmm. I want the partner to be on notice that this is my time to meal plan. Because guess what? If you're sitting down, let's say on the Sunday morning, I'm just throwing out 8 a.m. because a lot of us have, you know, eight to five jobs. And so Sunday tends to be the quiet mornings. When it comes to Tuesday or Wednesday, you're not going to hear that. Hey, mom, what's for dinner? Which is like nails on a chalkboard to me because you will have already had your plan on the board. And also, guess what? When you're driving home from work or driving home from soccer practice or driving home from whatever event you're coming from, your nervous system will be soothed because you will have already known what you're going to be having for dinner that night. And so I cannot stress enough that meal planning is actually fun and it's worth it because it's going to give you that time and space and nervous system healing throughout your week. So it's like a mindset. There is a meal planning mindset. It's not just something that we do. It's like the frame of mind we go into it with and empowering mindset really matters. Yes. And to point to the work that you do, because I know you talk a lot about self-care and empowerment. Meal planning truly is a tool for self-care because, Mm -hmm. again, if you're scheduling and you're protecting that 30 minutes, you are telling your spirit, your heart that I matter. Like I can carve this space for myself so that I can also end up carving and creating more time for myself during the week. Totally. Okay. So paint a picture for us, a meal planning mama, paint, paint what is possible for us. Mm, Yes. Well, I'd love to just share an example from my own life. Perfect. So when I was working eight to five in the corporate world, I worked as an executive assistant for a little over 25 years in the finance world. And so as you can imagine, doing any job for that long, I definitely was in high demand. And so when I say eight to five, I mean, let's be real. It was more like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. because I was needed and I felt needed and I I bought into that, which is fine. You know, I was compensated well for it. But towards the end, I found myself burning out so much. With that said... Because I was burnt out, I immediately went to a therapist for help. And that was helpful. And one of the tools I learned from her, which I'd love to share with you, is that we carved out what we called Michelle time. And so I remember back in the day, because I've been an entrepreneur for a little over two years now, full time. But back in the day, every Tuesday evening after work was Michelle time. So whether or not I had my daughter, I had um, family obligations? The answer was no, because mm-hmm. for two hours, I got to either take myself to dinner, take myself to the movies, go. Sometimes I would just go to the park and sit under the tree, but that was going to be my two hours that I did not have to report to anybody. I didn't have to tell anybody where I was. And that to me was just like a relief valve. It's like, okay, just get me to Tuesday, get me to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so I love to share that tool just to, you know, if you're hearing my voice right now, let this be your permission slip to take time for yourself, whether it's the two hours on a Tuesday, or it's the 20 minutes in your bathtub where you can just escape and put up those boundaries to let the family know that this is my time. Mm -hmm. So to answer you more directly, um, what I was going to share an example of my current lifestyle. So my daughter, as I mentioned, is 16. And so she has a lot more independence. She has you know, activities of her own. She has friends that can drive her around. And so I'm not needed as much as previously. However, of course, I still feel like I'm the cab driver sometimes. And so just this week, she had tennis practice on Tuesday evening. And so I knew looking at my meal planner as I was, you know, scheduling what the week's going to look like, what are the meals I want to plan? What are some fun meals that maybe I can incorporate? I saw, oh, Tuesday, Angel has tennis. So that was our crockpot night. So I knew I could throw something in the crockpot early that morning so that when we came home from tennis practice, no stress, everything's taken care of. So that's just one example of how it saved money and saved headspace and saved time on that Tuesday evening. Oh my gosh, I love that. Do you like to do like themes for each day of the week or how do you like to organize it for your own family? Mm. Thank you for asking. I so wish I was that fun mom. Like, (laughs) I think I had this fantasy that one day I'm going to be that fun mom where we can have themes and maybe we can even have surprises because that is actually my daughter's love language. So I try to Mm -hmm. surprise her in other ways. But when it comes to food, I truly am very efficient. It's like I look at the activities for the day. And as you'll see on my planner, you know, I have... Mm -hmm the days on the left column. And so I put activities over there and then I immediately go to dinner because that's when the family's together. And I look at, you know, what I can create that either saves time and, or, you know, if I have extra time that day, it will be fun. But I will say anything I'm doing creative, it's usually something that I either found on Google. I like to call it Dr. Google because there's, you know, thousands, if not a million delicious recipes on Google, Mm -hmm. or a lot of times my clients and um, some of my community will send me fun recipes to try. And then I'm like, okay. And my family's usually very grateful that (laughs) other people can intervene to kind of mix up my routine sometimes. Okay. So I want to give you my objection, which is more, not so much about meal planning, but it's around cooking, which I think is related. And that is, I don't love to cook. I want to love to cook. Um, I didn't grow up with a mom who loves to cook. Um, and But I like to eat and I like my kids to eat healthy foods. Um, and so that's where I'm like putting on the brakes around meal planning because it's like one step closer to actually having to prepare. But despite my dislike of cooking, I still have to feed my family. So what do you, how can I like, what should I do? Should I like try to get better at cooking? Should I like, what should I do? Have snacky meals? I absolutely love this question. It is one of the biggest objections I receive. And so you are not alone, first of all. (laughs) You are not crazy, second of all. And third of all, I'm sorry to say I do not have an easy button. I will tell you though that 
I too, one of my secrets, I don't love to cook either. But similar to you, I love to eat. One of the tools that I try to make feel easier is to share, I only cook two to three times a week. Like I am a huge fan of leftovers. And so when I do cook and when I am in the kitchen, I always make extras so that we have leftovers for either lunch, that's typically what I'm eating, or I can use some of those leftovers to create and do, uh, let's say, an, a, a, I was going to say an additional meal, but like, let's say I did tacos on Wednesday, and then I would make a little extra ground meat. So I could use that ground meat for the spaghetti on Thursday. And so in that way, it doesn't feel like I'm spending so much time in the kitchen. Also, I will say that's where I am. And I preach, you know, cooking from scratch, because then you have more control over the ingredients and over the nutrients that your family is receiving. However, if you are in a position where you can order from, you know, made for you meal plans, then by all means, go for that. I would just say with those meal plans, double check labels and ingredients, because we definitely do want to focus uh, more on the gluten free, sugar free, dairy free items, if at all possible. Mm -hmm. It sounds like from everything that you've just said, this is your now self taking care of your future self. It's like by eating well now, we're taking care of our future self. By meal planning now, we're taking care of our future self. Yes, absolutely. And in a lot of the talks I do, I share that when, because uh, another objective I get is, mm -hmm. Michelle, you're always talking about organics. Organics are expensive. And I'm like, well, yes, organics might be slightly more money now, but it's going to save you so much more time avoiding the emergency room and the hospital care when you as you age, if you can spend those pennies up front now. And when you look at it, the organic items truly aren't often that much more expensive. Mm -hmm. Also, on that note, I wanted to share something that I learned recently on my podcast, Healthy Sexy Nutrition. One of my guests came on and she told me because I was telling her, you know, I'm struggling with coffee. That's my one last holdout. You know, I don't love what it does to my body, but I don't know how to release it. And she's like, Michelle, close your eyes and just imagine 97 year old Michelle, like what does she want you to do today so that she can have the life that she wants to live and be at 97. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it again. So I'm like, that was so powerful because I was able to step into how I want to feel at 97 which, by the way, is a true possibility because I just lost my grandmother last year at the age of 99. So I'm like, mm -hmm. it's possible I will be 97. And I don't want to have the aches and pains that my grandma had. And I don't want the bad mood and the extra weight she was carrying because of poor diet choices and a lot of stress she was carrying in her life as well. Mm -hmm. So you, I heard you talk about nervous system. Can you say a little bit more about that piece? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I feel like the world and maybe it's just the world you and I tend to travel in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I feel like the world is being way more receptive and paying attention to our nervous system, which I truly believe in body first. Mm -hmm. As a mother, again, we can be spread so thin. And I know for me, 
there only comes or there comes to a point where I can only handle so much where I'm like, okay, that's enough. Where is my reset button? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, that's when I realize I'm not taking care of my nervous system. And so the things that I do, uh, one is meditation. If I do not do my, you know, minimum five minutes of meditation in the morning, then my day tends to have a domino effect in the wrong direction. So I'm very protective over that five minutes. Sometimes it's up to 10 minutes, but mindset meditation, that's one of the three pillars I talk about in the work Mm. that I do, which is nutrition, mindset, and fitness. With that said, nutrition, of course, plays into our nervous system as well. And so nuts, seeds, Some uh, root vegetables can be very grounding to our nervous system. And when I say root vegetables, that can be, you know, something as simple as celery or something as delicious as a sweet potato, but anything that's like grown in the ground and kind of sprouting up, that's going to be very rooting and grounding to our nervous systems. Mm -hmm. And as we're moving into summer, Do you find that your meal plan changes seasonally or do you like to kind of cook the same things throughout the year? I love that question. So yes and no. I will say I do tend to have, you know, similar recipes that I just know that are a go-to because again, I'm a more efficient cook when I'm cooking for my family With that said, for all of my workshops that I do for corporations and organizations, I do plan my meals around seasonal produce. And so this is wild. I feel like I'm talking to a girlfriend and you're pulling out some of my truths. I'm like, maybe I should pay more attention to that. I think my family (laughs) might appreciate it if, if I could, again, mix things up a little bit more. So yeah, I, I do absolutely want people though to pay attention to what is in season and I do my best to post what is in season on my Instagram profile so every quarter I'll put the months that uh, highlight the produce of those months and so yes I'm a big believer in eating seasonally and also eating locally if possible Mm Okay, so then another question I want to ask you is, do you meal plan your kids' lunches? You know, your kids are older, but when they were younger, did did you meal plan their lunches or was that kind of more spontaneous than an evening dinner? Yes, I did. So, and you're right, now that they are teenagers, they're like, I got this. And so I learned early on, actually when they were around 13, 14, they're like, uh, yeah, not going to eat that. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to waste my time anymore. You guys can handle it from here. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes into my staples category. So in my meal planning workshops, you know, after we look at the activities for the week to plan around, after we plan out dinner, then I ask people, you know, what are the staples? So, you know, is it the gluten-free bread for sandwiches for the kiddos lunch? Is it the extra fruit we want to put in? Is it the... Um, you know, organic juices that we want to include. And so those are some of the staples that you know you're going to want to order or shop for every week. And so then we're going to put that in our shopping list. And so, yes, back in the day, I absolutely planned for angels lunches. And then, of course, weekend lunches with my bonus kiddos. Yeah. So then we're we're moving into summer. 
And I'm realizing lunches at home with kids are different than lunches, packed lunches. And it's like a different, my brain has to go. Do you have any tips for transitioning from like packed lunches, packed school lunches to like more family style lunches or like table lunches over the summer? Yes. And I know your kiddos are a little bit younger than mine. So what I will share that's helpful, I find across the spectrum is always having food out that they can just grab. Like Mm -hmm. it's so I don't know, even to this day, it still tickles me that, you know, if I just slice some red peppers or put out some baby carrots on the edge of the counter, usually I'll do that around 1030 or 11. Mm -hmm. They're always gone by the end of the day. Compared to if I don't, then sometimes I see like wrappers from granola bars or Mm -hmm. wrappers from candy that they've been hiding in their room. And so I just offer that to say, especially in the summer, and especially if you're a parent who has a little bit more flexibility to be around the kiddos or be home or be in the kitchen, um, I strongly recommend having the food out. And actually for my busy mamas who aren't home, you can have food out by having, you know, as I'm pointing to my kitchen over Mm. there, uh, we have three different types of nuts in bowls sitting on the counter right now. I've got Mm. apples that I've washed ahead. I've got oranges that the kiddos can peel. I've got avocados. The girls love to do avocado toast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a really big fan of letting kids see the food for one, but also just have easy grab options. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. And did you have your daughter helping you in the kitchen when she was younger? Or is that that more of a, I'm going to do it for myself now that I'm older? Yes. A little bit of all of it, I will (laughs) say. (laughs) As I pause, because she just made these cookies the other day and they were smelling so good. And I'm like, I just have to breathe in as a culinary nutritionist because she made it very clear. I think actually at the age of 12 where she was like, mommy, you and I are two different people. I don't eat the way you eat. And so I had to really take that in because yes, like I eat and I live a certain way. And this is what I teach and share with my community. But I also have to, well, don't have to, I'm choosing to Mm -hmm. give my daughter grace that, you know, she's on her path. And the number one thing I've taught her since she was itty bitty, since she could actually, you know, use her words is that your body is your own, you are responsible for your own body. And so when she asks, you know, can I have this piece of chocolate? Or can I have, you know, this sugary item? She already knows now because the question is the same is how does that feel in your body? Does your body really want that piece of candy? And of course, she's a kid. So nine times out of 10, she's gonna be like, yes. But actually, Isabel, this is really fun. It was about a month ago, she asked if I could take a friend home with her. And the friend was like, "Uh, hey, Angel, you know, taste this, you know, juice, she had some kind of fun juice in the bottle. And Angel's like, no, that's okay. I actually prefer water. And of course, inside, I'm like doing the happy dance. I'm like, she's got it. (laughs) And they didn't know I was listening. But I'm like, okay, so even though I see some choices that she makes that I perhaps would not make, like, I know that from a young age, I've been laying that foundation that, you know, she gets it and she watches me. And so as long as I know that I can be that example for her, like, I know she'll be just fine. 
It's so true. I mean, kids don't do what we say, they do what we do, right? And so she's watching you make your own choices. She's not making the same choices for herself, but she's making those empowered choices for herself. Yes. So I love that you're modeling that and maybe not getting the same, exactly what you want. And I'm raising my hand here. Like I have a 12 year old daughter and I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't make that choice, but she's making that choice on purpose and she knows why she's making the choice that she's making. Yeah. Yes. So that's really powerful. Okay. Well, we're moving towards the end of our time together. So I want to ask you my last question um, before we officially close. And that is what is the next empowering action that you'd like to invite our listeners to take? So I am going to double down on scheduling time in your calendar that you can protect. So if you didn't get a chance to pause the podcast earlier, this is your call to action, your invitation, hopefully your inspiration to look at your calendar, be realistic, put that 30 minutes on the calendar, make it recurring, and then make sure the whole household knows that is your 30 minutes a week so that you can have more time to do the things you want during the rest of the week. And I'm going to stack on that. So that's your first gold star. Your second gold star is let Michelle and I know on our socials what your meal plan is so that you can inspire us. And we'll share back with you what our meal plan is so we can inspire you. And then Michelle, where can they find you? Yes. So I would love for you to come on over to michellefox.com forward slash planner to download your own free planner. It's a super easy template and it definitely will help you to stay in the lines and stay committed to your plan and to your self-care. I can't wait to do that. Any last dangles that you want to share before we close? I would love to just inspire, encourage you, community who is listening to really just be mindful of your self-care. I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear Isabel's voice and know that you truly matter. You deserve to take this time for yourself, whether it's to meal plan and or just for me time. But I want you to know without a doubt that you matter. Mm. Thanks, Michelle. Okay, listeners, take care. Go do that meal plan and tag us when you when you do it. Bye. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And 
I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.